Um, thank you for having us today and for joining us today. Uh, usually, Wagum is one of our hosts, but today we have him as an interviewee because, drumroll please, he made it onto Super Rare. And the Super Rare Genesis is currently live with the auction ending soon. Would you like to talk more about that, please? And also, how would you like me to address you as Wagam or your name? Uh, I usually get people either calling me Will, William, or WGM. I don't really mind, like, I don't say my name often on here, but it's not like I'm, like, actively trying to be an honor or anything like that. So I'm pretty cool with all of those. But, um... Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a tweet off real quick, just like quote tweeting the space, just to make sure that we get like some other people joining and stuff. But um, awesome, yeah, yeah, and then I'll start uh, posting some of your art as well. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I probably should have had a quote tweet prep already, but I just wasn't even thinking about it. No, you're good. Um, so for Will's Genesis right now, there's actually a chance to win another piece. So is that other piece a one-on-one or an addition? So you have a chance to win the other side of the one-of-one. So it's two different one-of-ones. It's like one singular piece, but split into two. And it's pretty much mirrored on both sides, but it is actually like in like different parts of the photo. Well, it's, it's made, it's made with, with AI, but it's like in like a photo kind of format, similar to my actual photo work. And um, so... I auction off the left side, and that's what's currently up for auction. And then the right side is another one of one, and that's going to be uh, raffled off to a random bidder on like a separate wallet. And then I also do have actually like a, a bidder's edition in addition to that. So I love that. And from those. from what I've seen from your tweets, you have you like only pointed it like you pointed out like a. Like a little message, like a little hint that you do have bitters editions, but so far no one knows yet, right? Sorry, I was just sending this tweet. So I did actually announce that this morning. I can um Yeah, yeah, so the, the middle one that you shared up is the is the announcement about that. I just put up like a short little thread about it. It's nothing like too crazy, but I just thought it was kind of important to me, like because the the one of one thing raffling that up to a random bidder was like kind of part of the like, performance art and i like really just wanted to do that with the piece but the bidders edition was just kind of like i was just last minute thinking like a few days ago like how could i make this even better like last minute and um i had this other piece that i made that wrong time piece it's kind of like inspired by the same situation and honestly also just like i feel like on a personal level closure wise it just made sense to me to put out like both pieces like all three of them at the same time so I was like, fuck it, I'll just make a bidder's edition and um, put, that in, put that out as well, kind of like drive a little more value for people that are bidding on the auction, but then also just like on a personal level, I feel like it's kind of what's right for the art. So that was my I, perspective on that. I love that. So I know you used to do, so when I first met you uh, almost two years ago, you used to do photography a lot. Um, how did you branch out into AI and the artwork that you create now? And uh, would you say that you touch on the same topics as you did with your photography? Or do you find yourself exploring yourself uh, a bit more now, freely? Yeah, so that's, that's a, I might give a little bit of a long-winded answer for that. But no, you're yeah, fine. I, 
my background started in photography, but a big thing with my art has always been like, I just kind of make a habit of saying yes to most things. And also I've never really been shy about like changing mediums if I feel like there's something better for the job. And like, at first when I was getting into art, I think that I picked up the camera at first just cause like I had tried illustration, I had tried painting, but like, to be honest, it was just really difficult and I had a hard time sticking to it, but like, I picked up the camera and I was immediately like, okay, I'm making work that's okay. Like I'm able to kind of like express myself in this way. I'm just going to keep on pursuing this. And then slowly over time, I would get commissions. I would get people booking me for shoots and all of that. People asking me like, oh, hey, do you do design? Do you do video? And I would just kind of, I would kind of say yes to everything and like picked up all these skills as I went. But um, the continuing theme is like, I felt like each, each, each tool would like help me to express myself a little bit more. But it's still never like really fully hit because like I would have a, I would have a certain concept in mind for something that I wanted to express, and like I would try to come up with the best way to execute that. But the best way to execute it would often like I would have to reach out to multiple people, have a few models. I would have to get a bunch of props. I would have to maybe like rent lights or rent gear. And um, I'm not gonna lie, like that's just not really. I don't enjoy that kind of process. Like I, when I do shoot photos, like a lot of the time, it's just me kind of like driving around, taking photos. I'll like be in a certain mood. I'll be playing some music or something like that. And I'll try to like shoot the photos and post-process them in a way that like gets the, the feeling across, but it never like really captured the specific concepts that I had in mind. And that, that always really bothered me to be honest. So like, I finally got to this point maybe late last year or so, and it lasted for, for quite a while, where I just wasn't really super happy with what I was making, because, like, I had this desire to get specific with the concepts and to really, like, execute things in a more direct way and express myself more directly with my art. But, like, I felt like I wasn't able to. Like, I hadn't found the right tools to do it yet, where, like, I felt like it would take years to, like, develop the skills to use the tools that I needed to use. And um, then I saw this revolution with, like, text-to-image stuff with AI. And immediately, I was like, something about this feels like almost a little bit too easy. But then when I actually started using the tools, I was like, this shit's kind of harder than I thought it was, or than I thought it would be. Like, it's kind of, you have to like really put a lot of time into like learning how to like write prompts in the right way. Oftentimes, you'll get something that like isn't quite what you want. So you'll have to spend some time in Photoshop, you'll have to spend some time in Procreate or something like kind of like selectively digital painting stuff to where like it just looks better it looks cleaner and you might want to add some texture you might color grade it or whatever and eventually i was able to make these pieces where like i felt like i actually was able to like express a concept and then i was still able to like have the kind of same level of perfectionism with it as i would have with my photos where like i want i want to express these direct concepts but like have everything like at least in my eyes be like aesthetically perfect and with painting i'm not a good painter i'm not a good illustrator like all of the things that like I felt like I could I could use otherwise would have taken me years to learn and this was something where like I could pick it up, I could make a piece, use the design skills that I have from back in the day and kind of like get a point across in a much easier way and also in a way that like it was just a smooth workflow. Like in comparison to like having to like plan out like a complex shoot or something, it just it just felt a lot better doing it this way. So that's that's how I got here where I'm at. So talk, talking about that and then talking about aesthetics specifically, for your for your latest uh, AI creation, The Destruction of Art, can you talk a little bit more about that and the message that you were trying to convey behind that piece? Because I feel like 
what you just touched upon and then this piece have familiar topics as well. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a sip of water real quick just because I like just talking your guys' ears off. But not you're good. Real real sip moment over here. But um <laughs> Yeah, so what's funny is that piece like I had a statement that I wanted to say about AI, but like I also felt like it would be kind of tongue in cheek to like not actually use AI for it and to do something that like is admittedly maybe like a little bit low effort but also just got the point across in a really direct way. So like I, I've had this weird feeling with doing the AI art where like, I feel like what I'm doing is really special. Like at least to me, it's to me, it's really special like on a personal level and I'm able to like really directly get these concepts across and be able to like express stuff in a different way than like I ever really was able to. So to me, it's been like, this crazy development, and I'm super excited about it. But then, I'm not going to lie, if you look up AI art on Twitter, like... It's completely different. Sense. It's completely it's different. Crazy. Yeah, People hate it. Like, it's seriously, it's the same kind of energy that, like, people had about NFTs when Bored Ape started becoming, like, super popular. Like, and it's it's really... It's kind of demoralizing. Because, like, I'm in, this, I'm in this group chat where it's a bunch of AI artists, and, like... A lot of it's just sending art back and forth, but occasionally somebody will just send, like, a nasty tweet that they saw or, like, a headline or something like that. And it's like, man, like, so last year was NFTs, and it's still kind of NFTs, but now, like, I picked up this new thing, and people are hating that, too. So, but I don't know. I just kind of, I wanted to make that piece to kind of, I feel like it hits in different ways depending on which side you're on. Because, like, there's AI artists that have reached out to me and said, like, I really like this because of like what it stands for to them. But then I also saw a few people interacting. Like, so somebody, this person that I had, I'd had DMs with a collector. They, they really like AI art. And like, we had a, we had a conversation about like their experiences with using it and stuff like that they work with. And um, they replied like AI art is an art or something like that. And like both of us were in on the joke, but I saw somebody retweet that went to their page and they were, like, just spouting off, like, all of this, like, really, like, anti-AIR stuff. So, it, like, it was able to hit for them, too, which I think is is kind of beautiful. But that piece was, it was super simple. I, like, I knew that I wanted to, like, use the creation of Adam or, like, some other, like, iconic piece like that that, like, people would just immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to use the Dolly logo, but, like not in the way that you would typically see it with it being in the bottom right. Like, I, I thought that it would be funny if, like, this Dolly logo was, like, touching the hand and kind of outreaching and then play off the name of the piece as well, but doing, like, the destruction of art. But then and, also uh, adding the Dolly logo on the usual bottom right corner was just... Because yeah. it's just... Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> that was an afterthought, actually. I, like, I finished the piece. I bounced it out. I remember I actually sent it to the chat, too. Like, you guys saw that. And then I sent it like a few minutes later and I was like, okay, now it's done. Like, <laughs> See, I feel like now, like, in terms of stuff like art like this, sometimes the artist does have to give their explanation in order to give a background on what they're trying to portray. But also, that's the beauty of art at the same time because people getting riled up over a piece of art is honestly the beauty of art at the same time because it, it sparks so much conversation. And in this case, it brought anger, but it also brought your community closer together. Yeah, no, totally. It was, I, and I was so stoked to see like a good reaction to that as well, because like 
that was something that kind of I think it was another weird aspect of it is like when I stopped posting and stopped making art just because I really wasn't feeling it for a little bit I was feeling a bunch of art block because like I said I just wasn't feeling the photography and like I the engagement dropped and then when I started posting the AI stuff again it was like all of these pieces or most of the pieces are like super meaningful to me like on a deep level like it's about like life experiences of mine that like it's like I can talk about this stuff with like close friends but like putting it into an art piece and then like sharing that there's like a different kind of like level of vulnerability with that and I'm sure a lot of artists feel that as well so like putting that stuff out there not seeing your engagement and then like seeing some of the pieces do actually start to connect with people and then also seeing like it's been this weird like divide of like uh, of just like kind of going back and forth with like how I feel how I feel about a given day but at the end of the day like I do I do love it and I'm gonna keep doing it but yeah so I, I just had to make that piece like it's been it's been this thing that I've been mulling over in my head so much that like it just needed to be needed to be made I also think that the response that you've been receiving lately is our messages to just keep going with what you're doing. Just keep doing you two at the same time. Because there obviously, there are going to be haters and shit that are going to drop you down. But as long as you don't listen to them, just stay up. You'll keep, I think you'll keep making masterpieces and like, you'll keep exploring these concepts and just figure out what sticks out to you the most. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm doing currently is definitely not the end all be all like i like i said i love to experiment with new mediums i love to just make things and to like find the best way to like express this like, given idea so like a great example of this is like the edition the bitters edition that i'm giving out is like in this painting style that's kind of like inspired by matisse but then like the photo like the the, the actual like auction itself that one like I, I used like a film photo prompt and was specifically trying to make something that like felt like my actual like old work. And um, that's another thing that really excites me about AI is like, I think that the idea of making like AI native art is really cool too. And it's something I've been mulling over. I don't really have any answers for it yet, but I think that it's really exciting that like an artist could use AI to make work in so many different mediums, have the best medium for each piece to like where everything fits perfectly but they don't. They could make pieces in so many different mediums that, like, if they were to actually learn all these intensely and master them, it would take two lifetimes or three lifetimes, which is incredible. Like the fact that that's a possibility is just amazing to me. And um, so it's a tool that I'm using right now. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm super inspired by. There's this artist, Ox Kai, Tijo, Idiwort, like people like that. I just love the texture in their pieces. And I've been wanting to get like an inkjet printer and like some other some other tools to like start doing some stuff like to mess with the texture on the pieces and like mess with doing like starting with AI or starting with a photo and then like potentially doing some sort of collage stuff and like doing some analog stuff too. Like what I'm doing right now definitely isn't the end all be all, but I feel like it's like kind of a new beginning. And that's also that's why I made like two of the first pieces that I made with AI was that metamorphosis piece and then art is exploration. Which is like the metamorphosis was kind of like to represent like the new beginnings of working on this stuff, and then art is exploration. I think that one's like a little more on the nose, a little more obvious. Like it's this guy like at this computer desk working on art at the peak of Mount Everest. It's like a painting of it, and it's like the idea of like exploring this new frontier, like this technological frontier, but still kind of like being in the same place. Like you're just in the office, just like cooking up working on art. So, but um. 
I love that you had metamorphosis and art as exploration as your first two pieces, because that also describes your artistic journey, artistic journey perfectly. Because you you were heavily into photography, you were doing portraits, and then I remember at one point you started going into concerts, and then uh, like you started doing band pictures as well. Like you were taking photography of everything, right? So to come from that and then explore a whole other medium and then succeed in that also is fire. Like big respect as well. And also, um, uh, talking about the Bitters edition yet so far, you said it was ex- inspired by Matisse and the style of Matisse. So yes, so so the um, the one of one that I have on auction is so close, and then the other, the right side of it, the other one of one is yes, so far. So it's so close, yes, so far. You put them together. But oh, the, wow. um, the yeah, the Bitters edition, the paint, the like painting inspired one is called uh, it's Wrong Time is the is the name of that one. So Wrong Time, like obviously, kind of refers to that whole, like right person wrong time kind of experience or whatever but then like the actual like visual as you can see in the painting is like all these clocks and the guys kind of like in this chair just like kind of in disarray because of all like the clocks and everything and just it's pretty on the nose but yeah no i love it um so yesterday when you dropped your piece uh bids were going crazy you want to talk a little more about that and about how that uh, attraction started? Yeah. So first off, I don't think I see them in the space right now. But Cryptos William was the one that started, they kicked it off. And I was, I was super excited to see that. They had reached out to me in DMs like a little bit earlier in the day. Mentioned that they were going to be bidding and stuff. But um, yeah, I've, I've honestly never had a release to this one before. Like, I... It, it's, it's been really crazy, honestly. Because like, like I said, it's, it was this weird journey of like, I started off with my photography last year, went through this period of time where, like, I wasn't really doing a whole lot. I had to build things back up and then explore this whole other new genre. And then things have kind of, like, taken off a little bit more over the last couple months. But, like, this was the first drop that I did where, um, sorry, I just saw that I got an email, which I'm obviously watching pretty closely right now. It wasn't a bill of good. But yeah, but like I had I had collectors reaching out ahead of time and stuff, and like people like asking me for like kind of what my inspiration was for the piece and everything. And I just never really I had like maybe a couple people reach out or like one person reach out, and then they would usually be the ones that ends up picking it up. But the fact that like there was such a positive response to this one this time is just incredibly motivational for me. Like I just kind of I just recently like fully made the decision. You know, I got I got laid off from a job back in March. And then was kind of, like, forced into doing, like, art and trading full-time. But for a while, I was, like, avidly, like, still looking for a job and, like, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with all of that. But then um, now, just finally, in this last couple weeks, I just, for whatever reason, I just kind of decided to send it. And um, it just kind of feels like the universe is just, like, giving me signs to push forward with that, too. So, which I'm just incredibly grateful for. Man, I got the biggest smile on my face. See what happens when you believe in yourself fully and just like commit to doing you too. It's just fire. Yeah, I've like, like I can say like I share the same experience. Like when I fully trusted and believed in what I could do for myself, uh, I went down the same path of uh, 
I'm finding greatness in myself too. You know, it's just fire. I it's, it's very self motivating, and just know that it's just this this euphoria you feel right now isn't even the peak. As long as you keep going. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. It really is kind of crazy how that works. I, like as soon as you like take that trust fall, and you're like, okay, something's gonna catch. Like it just happens to. I feel like that's just manifestation. Like I don't know. I, I'm a strong believer that like you really have to put in the work and everything too, but like. I definitely do feel that, like, when you can kind of speak things into existence and then, like, as long as you're actually putting in the hours and everything, too, like, things are bound to work out in some way. Even if it's not exactly how you think it will when you're first starting out, like, it will work out somehow. Positive mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you have anything else you would like to add before I bring up people for questions? Uh, I don't really think so, no. I think we, um... We actually have like four minutes left in the auction, so I'm kind of oh. pretty close to watching that. But besides that, there's really nothing in particular I, I can think about. All right, we're going to do a speed run then. Let's bring some people up too. <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with keeping up the space for whatever, like for however long too. So. No, we can keep it up too. I just want to make sure that whoever wants to get in a question can get in a question now, and then we'll vibe after. For sure. So everyone, if anyone has a question or any comments towards Will slash WGM, please go ahead and request the button. Otherwise, we'll be here waiting for the countdown. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm like pacing around my kitchen right now. I want to move to the PC so I can actually watch the group page. <laughs> this is so crazy too because I actually waited like, Almost a full year, actually right about a year and a half to apply for Super Rare because I always kind of felt like, like I said, I had this weird like inferiority complex or something like photography where like because of the fact that like I felt like I wasn't putting as much into it of myself as I wanted to, I never really wanted to like apply even. But finally it was with the AI work where I was like, this actually feels like me. I feel like aesthetically it's where I wanted to be and it felt right to apply with it. And the fact that, like, I got in after, like, a month or so, just, like, I don't know. It felt kind of poetic, honestly. It's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound corny right now, but, like, it's destiny, you know? Like, you work for this shit. You had it in mind. Like, you had it pictured in your head, and you worked towards it. And it was either you get in or you don't get in, you know? Because, like, there are so many different artists that don't get in, too. So, it was, like, you were picked for a reason. So, now it's just... Are you gonna hold yourself up after here? Oh, for sure, man. No, and yeah, I definitely plan on putting in, putting in a ton of work to make sure that this just keeps going. I'm definitely, especially because like, okay, so looking at this right now, like, there was a bunch of people that bid. Um, I think it ended up being six different wallet addresses, and like a few people like put in like multiple business bills and stuff too. Also, I know for sure that Salab. He said that he would listen to the recording. He's not here right now, but shout out Salab, like huge, huge shout out. Shout out Salab. Yeah, he's one of the coolest collectors that I've met in this space. Honestly, like, I, when I dropped that touching grass piece, I sent it in Jake to DGEN's Discord, and Solob is pretty active in there. He reached out saying that he really liked it, saying to, like, drop a link whenever I minted it or whatever. And um, after I minted it, we connected. He hit me up in Discord DMs. We ended up chatting for, like, almost, like, an hour or something, just about the piece and, like, my artistic process and everything. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm just super appreciative for collectors that, like, make it super clear to the artists that they actually really care about the process and really care about the art. Because I think that, like, 
for better or worse, I think it's an unfortunate thing. There are a lot of collectors out there that I think are looking more like sales history and things like that before they pick up people's work. And like, it just warms my heart to know that there are collectors out there that like are picking up stuff solely because they like really, they, they reach out to the artists. They really believe in what the artist is doing and they just want to go based on it. Yeah, so shout out to them. And then, of course, Storm as well. Storm bid multiple times. I love Storm so much. Appreciate her so much. That was that was really cool to see. Flashtrack. Really, everybody, honestly. Like, most of these people I've actually, like, had DMs with and, like, just have so much appreciation for them, like, both, like, as artists, if they're artists, as collectors, as people, all that. I see you also got an offer from... Uh... Dan Grease for 1.2. Never returned. Yeah. I don't even know what happened with that. Like, that was that was kind of crazy. Like, he he doesn't follow me or anything. And I'm not really sure, like... So, oh, someone oh. put in a bid. He put in, he put in a bid, like, before... Like, it was, like, right after I minted it. Because I, like, I tweeted out, like, a screenshot of me minting it. And then he immediately just, like, followed the link in bio and went and dropped the bid. And I'm assuming the thing, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but Dang Mies, Dang, whatever it is. Um, I, I guess he must have seen it off of Super Rare or something. Like, he just, like, saw the active option or the, like, the, the piece of the listing or the bit active and then just bit on it, so. But we talked in DMs a little bit, and he seems pretty cool, so. Shout out to him for that. That's awesome. Five seconds, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Yo, congratulations, WGM, on your Super Rare Genesis. Congratulations, for real. It's honestly beautiful to hear more about your journey and how you, like, dropped your old stuff, became this new one, went with it, and is succeeding. So, much happiness and blessings to you, brother. Really appreciate it, man. I appreciate all the readers, honestly, and everybody, everybody listening. In. It's just been I. I'm really thankful. Like I haven't hosted one of the spaces in a little bit, but like it's something that most because I I usually like to I like to end off the spaces that I host by like asking people if they have like art, like advice that they would give to other artists in the space or to just to just, uh, like other artists in general. And like the thing that comes up over and over again is people saying that like finding a community of like-minded people that have like similar goals and ambitions is just incredibly important because it'll like it'll take you so much further and it'll just like it'll keep you inspired it'll keep you motivated and like i gotta say i i i always try to put a pin in that and like kind of like mention that myself as well because like that's really been so important for me like i i've been a part of like multiple different kind of like communities of artists shout out Ange, angel we were in like playground and then other group chat like back when like photo twitter and artists and art twitter were like kind of separate things and then now like with burrito dao as well like it's just been but i feel like burrito dao definitely is like one of the most wholesome groups that i've come across and then like obviously we're doing all these interviews and everything but then the group chat too like it just means a lot to have so many friends to like connect with and talk art and kind of like get advice on how to do drops get advice on like just like life in general so, I don't know. I'm, I'm super thankful for that. I'm, so, for a fact on why I keep building this with Joe and, like, why me, like why we even founded this shit, like, all of us, our friends and everything, it's just because growing up also, it was just tough, you know? So, I just, we just had to make sure that we had the right community around us and, like, 
if we are going to build for the future and make sure that we want better for ourselves, you know, it just has to start with like who we surround ourselves with. So I feel like we're all slowly becoming bosses ourselves. So it's just inevitable. No, so shout out to you. Man, thank you. And shout out to you as well. Shout out to everybody in the Burrito Dow. Yeah, it's it's a really it's really a beautiful thing because I feel like Burrito Dow has obviously been taking off. Like the following on the count is popping off. The spaces have been getting more engagement and everything. The tweets have been getting more engagement. And like we're planning out, we're planning the live event and like the zine and all this crazy stuff. But then like individually as well too. Like Null got on Super and been killing it. You just got on Super Rare. Like there's multiple people that are like killing it with additions or what it wants or whatever it may be. And, like, the fact that, like, we're all growing together is just a really beautiful thing to see. Facts. And also, like, literally at the same time. It's just it, – it, just, it literally makes my day every time. Because, like, there hasn't been a day that goes by or a week at least where there isn't some type of good news that, like, just keeps you pushing forward. Especially during the bear market right now. Because last year during this time when, like, when we went – like, when we started going down – um, I would not. I would not even go on Twitter. I just like I'd see the price go down and I just run away. But now, like, I don't even need to do that. I just send memes and shit and just run away. Not for real. It's cool. Man. It's crazy. Like, and I feel like shit feels way different this time too. Like, I don't know what it is, bro. But like, I feel like we have enough collectors onboarded into the market, and like, these collectors have seen who's actually sticking around through bear markets and stuff. To where, like, bro. Okay, honestly. The the three slowest days volume was on OpenSea this entire year have happened in the last week. Does it even feel like that in the art market? Because I don't really think it feels like that right now. Like it feels like more artists are like maybe saying that more artists are thriving than ever might be false, but like at least within this like sphere of like art Twitter and people that have actually been like thriving for years or striving for years rather, and like really trying to work hard and make good work, it feels like people are killing it. Like. Just looking at the audience, like, like John, for instance. John is somebody that, like, I know from our Twitter way back in the day, and I've seen John, like, post kind of, like, multiple different styles and stuff. And um, if I remember correctly, I think that you even, like, did, like, some, like, design stuff in esports or something. I could be wrong on that, but I know that, like, a lot of people in, in the space have that background. But it's just crazy to see, like, so many people that have been grinding for years. This is now, like, their year. You know what I mean? And I think it's only just going to keep going like that. I think that's an important point to also bring up of collectors and people realizing uh, who's here to stay and who's not. Like, really paying attention to who's producing their best work when money is so scarce and uh, the world is going to shit. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see people so committed to uh, their craft and not only bettering themselves, but also being so active with their communities because I feel like that also means a lot to the supporters as well. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, because I think, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like last time numbers started going down, it felt like there was just, like, so many people competing for attention and competing for ETH. But now, like, I don't know. I've seen people joke on crypto Twitter that it seems like it's just, like, the same 50 people. And, like, it... Obviously, it's not that small, but, like, it does kind of feel like that, though. But, like, these are the people that, like, actually really 
believe in like the technological innovations going on and actually really believe in like the power of what all of this can do for art. And I think that, I don't know, I think there's a lot of power in what we're building. I'm super bullish on organizations like Burrito Dow, kind of like trying to foster that and grow that. Um, yeah, I don't know, I could go on forever about all that, to be honest with you. We got it all time, brother. Go on. Hell yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really... I can't think of too much more to go over. If anybody did have any questions or anything, we can, of course, bring them up. But um, yeah, and I don't know if you had anything else prepped or anything. But so yeah, do you, do you... So whenever concepts come up to your head, do you ever like write them down or anything? Yeah, actually, that's been... That's been a huge part of my process lately is, like, I feel like I'm making art still, like, somewhat infrequently, but I'm always coming up with ideas. Like, I might be dry with an idea. I might be dry as far as ideas go for, like, a couple weeks, but, like, as soon as something does come up, I write it in the notes app, and then as soon as that happens, I feel like I get a few more of those over the, over the next few days or whatever, and then finally, like, later that week, I'll actually sit down and just bust out, like, I don't know, five, six concepts or something, but... It's been such a natural thing to where, like, I can just kind of work on the stuff as it comes. And that's kind of the beauty of AIs as well, as well as, like, if I had an idea with, with photos, like, there was a lot of planning that would go in, and I would have to, like, have to prep everything and then leave the house and everything. But, like, now, like, I can just kind of write down these ideas when I'm in the mood and when I have the ideas, and then sit down later on and actually make the art. Let me let me let me give let me give you a little tip. Freestyle. Try freestyling one time, and just like whatever song you're listening to at the time, take like a, like one of the lyrics that just hits you, uh, reword it a bit, and then uh, generate that, but in like into your own sentence too. I feel like you could come up with so many more. Uh, not I don't want to say concepts, but scenarios. No, yeah, for sure. I think music is is and always has been, like, a really big part of my creative process as well. Like, so, obviously, the stuff that, the stuff that drop with the auctions and with the wrong time piece are, like, actually inspired by, like, real-life events. But also, like, I don't know. Life gets busy, man. You don't always have time to, like, process stuff immediately. But I think everybody has those days where, like, they might toss on some sad music or something and then just, like, go through it at night just thinking about shit. And, um those pieces in particular i remember i went through like a joji phase for a week and was just listening to like all these super sad joji songs and i was like okay what the fuck can i make out of this like i'm kind of bummed right now but like i'm sure that i can at least like get something productive out of this so those were kind of like it was partially ideas that i just had kicking around and then it also was partially like kind of trying to do that sort of like freestyle exercise so Piggybacking off of that with your recent styles, I feel like so far with AI, specifically with Dolly, you've had two uh, styles that you really like working with. And I would say it's this photo style of uh, like really bright lights. And then it's the painterly style uh, uh, variations. Can you, t- can you talk more about that? Is that the type of work that you wish you could have done or like that you wish you could make? Yeah, I'm definitely, honestly. Like, I think if I, if I had all the time in the world, there's so many things I would love to learn. Like, I'd love to learn, like, 
musical instruments. I've messed around with production in the, in the past. Like, I'd love to get good at that. I, painting has always been a big one for me. Like, I think that if it were truly up to me, if I could just, like, upload my mind to, like, some metaverse shit and immediately get, like, all the knowledge necessary to just, like, paint on, like, a master scale, yeah, I would love to do that. But also, like, there's just so many things that I want to do in life, and I feel like at this current point right now, I don't see myself, like, really taking, like, five years to, like, master a new skill. I definitely see myself doing some stuff like that in the future, but, like, that sort of painting style is, like, it always intrigued me because, like, I just love, I love painting as a medium. I love following a bunch of painters. I find myself super inspired by it, especially, like, like Renaissance-era Canelli paintings. I've always really loved that. And um, so I've always been really inspired by it. And then the other thing that I thought was cool, too, is I was, like, if I was really good at painting, you can literally make anything. Like, you're starting with a blank canvas. So it's, it's like... So you can come up with the concept and just execute exactly what you want to do. And I find that, I find that super inspiring. So I think that I've, I've been leaning way more into that, but then there also is like the occasional idea where I feel like photography as a medium still does hit just right for it. But there's a lot of difficulty in like, like I was saying earlier, like getting props, getting the right lighting, like finding the right location, having maybe, maybe models or whatever. So it's just a lot easier to like do it in AI. Like, work on it while I'm in the right headspace and while I'm like in that flow state and then just have the piece done rather than like planning it out for weeks and like having all this difficulty with executing it and spending all the money to do it as well. Mm -hmm. So would you see yourself using different AI programs in the future? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I've been looking at that a little bit. I feel like we're kind of at this weird space where it's still pretty early technology and, mm -hmm. um, as far as out of what I've experimented with, Dolly is like the perfect mix of ease of use and like realism, and you can make a bunch of different styles with it. But there are other tools that like are more difficult to use that I need to just spend the time with to like learn how to use them. Like stable diffusion, like some of the um, like the text to video stuff, and using like GANs to like take like multiple images and kind of like blend those in an animation or something. I would love to do stuff like that. But, again, it's like, when I sit down to make art, I just want to make something immediately. Like, this might sound a little bit lazy, but, like, it's rare that, like, I sit down with an idea, and I'm like, okay, let me learn for six hours before I make this idea. Like, generally, like, I'm in the flow state at that moment, and I just want to, I want to do whatever I can to, like, efficiently and quickly, like, make that in the best way that I can. And right now, Dolly's the best way to do that as far as I know. But I'm always super open to exploring new tools and new mediums. Have you tried uh, Mid Journey, the bot on Discord? Yeah, yeah. I actually that was um besides Art Breeder, which I think Mew might have put me on to. So shout out to Mew for that. Mid Journey was the first like text to text to image one that I used. So I used that a little bit, but like that was back in like this spring or winter or something like I got accepted pretty early on and I feel like it was already even at that time like a little more primitive and the prompts just like I feel like mid journey in particular has a very very specific style and um I've kind of grown to like that like AI style that mid journey has has and like stable diffusion and all that but it really is cool to me that like with Dolly in particular you can kind of like 
you have a lot of freedom to like you come up with the concept and then you can think about like the specific medium that you want that concept in and generally if you're willing to like spend the money on like a hundred prompts or whatever to actually get it right and like go through some trial and error with like how you're writing the prompt and stuff you can usually get something that's like pretty close to like executing the concept and it's actually in the medium that you want as well with like you have to tweak it in photoshop a little bit as well too or at least in my experience but not even a little bit oftentimes it's like a lot of it but yeah so for example i know you did uh I've been trying to find the piece, but the piece with the squiggle and the frog, I know that those were two separate uh, uh, what's renders, and then the background as well, and then you did them all in Photoshop to get the same texture. Dude, yeah, that one was actually, that was pretty hectic. So I just pinned it. <laughs> so I started off, I'm going to take a look at it real quick, just so I can, wait, is this the? The one on the right. Not the one on the computer. Not touching grass. The one on the right. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So with that one, like, I started from a place of just knowing that I wanted to use a squiggle, and then I just made touching grass. So I was like, it would be cool if I could fit a frog into this as well, just because, like, obviously there's like some some like cultural significance as far as like Pepe and all of that. So I had the thought to like, I had the thought to make this, but I was like how am I actually going to put this all together? And I was kind of, I was kind of struggling a little bit with that. So what I ended up doing is I, I downloaded, it was the, so the squiggle that I use is actually like the highest selling squiggle of all time. It sold for like, I want to say like 600, 700 ETH or something like that, but I downloaded that one. And then I think I put that on a white background in Photoshop. And then I took that into Dolly. The like the edit stuff had just dropped, so I was able to like erase the part where the frog should be. I did like a text prompt, went through probably like I don't know, like 40, 50 prompts or something, because it was really it was giving me a hard time. And then finally, I found one that was close enough that like I would be able to like digitally paint over the top of it. So I had the frog on the squiggle with the white background. I brained that into Procreate like digitally painted on top of that to make sure that like it actually looked it looked like how I wanted it to as far as like all the right textures, the colors were in the right places and everything. It looked like it was cleaned up. It looked like everything like meant to be there. I took that back into Photoshop, took the white background out, and then I went to Dolly again, generated this scene where it was like a garden of flowers with the rainbow over. And uh, that again took a bunch of prompts. But then I took those two put those together in Photoshop and then use some secret sauce in Photoshop to like kind of blend everything together as far as the textures go. Mm -hmm. So that one was actually, that's probably close to the most amount of time that I spent on a piece. I remember that was like kind of like a full day working on that. But um, yeah, that was a super enjoyable one though, just because it was like the first one that I did where I was like really experimental. I bounced around between the iPad and the PC, went back into Dolly multiple times. It was really cool. The textures work so well with the colors and the strokes of the brush that it almost feels like an impressionist painting. That is, that is, thank you so much. Cause that's like, that's actually very intentional. Like, like I was saying, I really, I love like Renaissance era paintings and impressionist paintings. So that's been a huge inspiration for me. And I've actually ended up like doing a decent amount of research into art history as I've gone like about with all of this. Cause like one, I'm, I'm kind of like, 
loosely working on this series where I'm trying to like use like Greek mythology references and stuff like that. And there's a lot of that stuff in Renaissance paintings, so I'm getting some ideas for concepts through those. But then also as far as like trying to find what style I want to make, I've been able to find a lot of inspiration just through like looking through art history and stuff. Speaking of which, flew too close to the sun and OX oh dead. Uh touch base on art history and uh mythology talk more about those please sir yeah definitely so i'll start off with the with the ox the burn address one so that was inspired by that day where like gbg bought the piece from ack and it was there's even more to it but i'm not gonna go like quite in depth into the whole saga i'm just a really big fan so, of ack and the whole like reason no, I know, I know. I, I was so happy to see that he popped in the space too when you were there too. I was just like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that was sick. Um, uh, for, for anyone that doesn't know the situation, can you please explain uh, who GVG and uh, Ak is? Yeah, so GVG is like a really big name collector. As a punk, he is like constantly bidding on a lot of art and stuff. And um, personally, like, I really do like his collection. So he's somebody that I kind of look up and look up to in the space. Like, He's among a list of like probably like five to ten collectors and like I really love to be in their collection. So but um and then ACK, he oftentimes like uses the technology of blockchain and NFTs to do like things that kind of like advance the narrative of his pieces. And he'll do like interesting performance art using blockchain, which is really cool to me. But um he dropped this edition where it like went out to a collector token and if anybody listed it, it would be an open edition. Sorry, one second. It would be an open edition. And um, so he kind of like, he pump faked it though. Like he ended up making the open edition something different. But somehow, I think I'm spacing on parts of this actually, but somehow there was like a one of one involved, involved as well. GVG, like he kind of got dared by either Ak or somebody else to burn the one of one. And like he had just spent a bunch of money on it. Like I can't remember exactly what the amount was, but it was like, it was a lot. And, uh, but he ended up, like, sending it to the burn address. It was gone forever. And then everybody got this open edition because of it. And that's, like, a whole other story. But I was just really inspired by that because I was, like, on one hand, I do feel like it's, like, kind of a little bit wasteful to, like, spend that much money on a piece and then send it to the burn address. But also, like, knowing the background of how, like, Ak does this, like, blockchain-based performance art, I was, like, okay, that's kind of beautiful in a way. Like, I actually really... I do rock with that, like, idea of, like, having this grail and then kind of, like, burning it. So I was like, okay, what's the most, like, on-the-nose representation of that that I can have? And I had the idea of, like, the Mona Lisa in this field on fire, like, literally just burning. And so that one's, that one's pretty self-explanatory. And then I titled it The Burn Address, just because that, that felt like the right thing to do. And then the, um, the other piece... Flew too close to the sun. That, again, is, like, pretty on the nose. It's just kind of my representation of Icarus. And that's actually going to be one of my upcoming super rare pieces now that I got the Genesis anyway. So since that is your next upcoming piece, can you talk more a little about uh, the style that this was based off of and who this figure represents? I know it's Icarus, but are you? Tr is there a deeper meaning to it? Or are you yeah, fascinated in, t in the mythology of Icarus? 
so I'm fascinated in the, in the mythology, but like it definitely, a lot of these new pieces are self-portraits. Like Metamorphosis is a self-portrait, Art's Equation is a self-portrait, this piece is a self-portrait, Sisyphus is a self-portrait. It's really like, they're all inspired by different life events that I've gone through. And I didn't even really think of them as self-portraits when I was making them. But it was really like when I was planning out the Genesis and I was thinking more about my work and what it all means to me, I was like, wait, these are, these actually are me. So, um, even the yeah, frog, you know. even the frog pieces. Okay. So those are a little <laughs> bit different. Those are like, I, I'm going to get into that in a second. Cause that's like a completely like different series that I'm working on. Yeah. But to continue with the Icarus thing, like, I feel like there's been times in my life cause I've, I've gone through so many different phases of my career already at this point it feels like like i like i said i started off with the therapy i was doing like the senior portraits family portraits and stuff just because like people that i went to school with would ask me and then i started being asked by musicians to work with them kind of said yes to everything started doing design video and all of this stuff and then eventually things really started to work out and i uh specifically i think my airpods are about to die so if it cuts out for any reason that's probably why just even mm-hmm. but um so specifically, like this one artist that I was working with, he started to blow up. We ended up all moving down to LA, and like things went pretty well for everybody but me. And like it was this real crazy like ego death sort of experience where I was like, "Holy shit, things are working out!" And then just so quickly, like they just didn't. And um, I feel like there's a lot to that where like. Like, now, I feel like I'm in a much more balanced space. I'm also 25 now. I'm about, to turn, I'm about to turn 26. So, like, obviously, I'm a completely different person at this point. This was, like, six years ago. But, like, I don't know. I Looking back on it, I, I was contributing a lot. But I think I was just kind of, like, wrapped up in the whole process and, like, felt egoic over, like, the part that I did play in it when, like, really I still had so far to go. So, like, I, I really did kind of, like, fly too close to the sun, like, too early, and I got burnt bad as fuck from it. Like, I ended up, like, moving with some family, had to save back up, ended up moving back up to Alaska, and then finally ended up, like, getting my shit together. But, like, I don't know. It was, it was a really humbling experience, and I think Icarus was, like, kind of my representation of, like, having that moment of ego, having it very quickly squashed and like very, very like almost literally like, like flying too close to the sun and then just immediately like failing because of it. Just keep going this time also. I mean, I feel like to me, my philosophy is if you do burn out, okay, you just went hard, then you can do it again. Because you can get up and do it, go again, just try it in a different style. Because I feel like I went down that route with my art before, where I focused too much on one style, and I felt I wasn't going as hard as I should have been. And so I needed to go through my own metamorphosis and use art as an exploration, see what I did there. And then uh, uh, focus on different styles and like who I truly wanted to be and what kind of art... I wanted to be attached to me, you know? Yeah, it's a super important thing. Because like I said, like, it wasn't like I, like, had the ego from that, like, off of my own merit. Like, it was partially my own merit, but, like, really, I just thought I was hot shit because of some shit that I was adjacent to. And, like, 
that was just such a it was such a hard lesson for me to learn at the time but like looking back at it now i'm glad that i had that experience early on i was like 19 because now like i definitely would not do that same shit again and i feel like now it's like really inspired me to like do shit my own way i'm like really focusing on the personal art and i want to find success with that and like i definitely still want to like collaborate and work with other people i'd love to work in music and fashion again and everything but like i want to do it the right way this time Oh yeah, uh, Joe, you got your hand up. Sorry, I didn't see you before. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, I just wanted to say the, like how you were saying. You know, it's it's all about, you know, failing, and then any time that you fail, you get back up. And I was just remembering that uh, the piece that I got from you, the description said like almost that exactly, and so I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, definitely. Which. Sorry for sorry for not remembering just off top like while I'm while I'm pacing around my apartment talking in the space, but which one was it again? Oh, I was saying my piece from Hamad. I was yeah, I was about to oh, say. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Never mind. I totally, I totally misunderstood. Yo, fall nine times, get up ten. Yeah, it's really important. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, because like nobody's just gonna progress is not linear. Like, it's not going to be up always. If it's if it was up only, like, honestly, the shit would not be nearly as fire. Like, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel nearly as good when you take the wins if you hadn't also, like, felt the really tough losses as well. So I'm, I'm grateful for all of it. So, I really don't know how to, like, segment into this, but the Frog series. <laughs> I'll talk more about that. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a pretty fun one. Um, definitely not nearly as serious. Definitely not nearly as like deeply personal. But um, so I've always kind of had a fascination with like pop music and pop art and all of that. And I think that when it's actually really funny, we were talking about this in Discord just yesterday. It was like Zion, um, Cliff, Joe, Noel. I can't remember who all was in the call, but I'm sure you guys remember this. We were talking about, like, a certain artist that I'm a big fan of, and we were, like, talking about how their art kind of has, like, this mass appeal to it, and that's, like, kind of, like, part of the merit is, like, you can't just, like, or I, I will say, I would say that, like, most artists can't just, like, immediately, like, try to make art that's, like, gonna hit with, like, a lot of people, and then it'll hit with a lot of people. Like, it's not gonna be something that, like, a ton of people just, like, deeply connect with, you're not just going to, like, automatically go viral just because you want to. But, like, it's interesting to me that there's people out there that, like, they've kind of built up art styles that, like, are very easy to deeply connect with people where they'll, like, make references to pop culture in their art in a way that, like, people can just easily connect with. It's kind of the same thing to me as, like, if a pop music artist in 2022 samples, like, running up that hill or something like that, where it's, like, it's something that's, like, now, because of Stranger Things, it's so deeply ingrained into our head. And if you hear that same melody, even if it's not a straight-up, if it's not like a straight-up sample or something, if you hear that melody, you're gonna be like, "Damn, I really fuck with this. Why do I fuck with this?" And um, it's because of that familiarity. It's because like, it's because of like the fact that like you connect with it, and you might not even realize why or whatever. But so with the frog thing, like it's obviously a little more on the nose. But it was my thought of like. I really had, like, this, like, mini existential crisis where I wasn't feeling great about my life for a while. 
And I was like, why is it that I'm not feeling great? Is it because I'm not making sales? Is it because like the engagement went down and I feel like I'm not really connecting with people as much? Like people aren't connecting with my art. And I think that like there is a part of me deep down that really does want like approval from my peers, approval from collectors and all of that. Obviously I want to be able to, I want to be able to make a living off of my art, but like I have pretty simple needs. Like I don't need a ton to live off of. So like it really does come down to like approval and just like wanting my art to connect with others. So that led down even further to like, who is it that I'm really trying to connect with in that way? And now like I've found such a deep love for like this internet culture over the years, but then also like now like crypto and NFT culture and all of that. I've spent a lot of time like just like trading and flipping profile pictures and stuff and like just doing DJ shit and discords. And um, I think the the frog thing, like the squiggle the squiggle one, and then also touching graphs are like kind of my nod at those communities and my attempt to like connect with them in particular. And um, touching graphs was the first one that I did. That one like I sent to some like alpha chats that I was in in Discord. They were really fucking with it and they were like, "Yo, you should make more of these." So I did, and then like. I don't know. I, I just felt like I really kind of stumbled onto something and I've just kind of continued with it ever since then. Do you know that uh, children's book with, uh, I don't know if they were friends or brothers, but it was the toad and the frog. It was the two toads. That's yeah. it, That instantly unlocked that memory when I first saw Touching Grass. Thank you, yeah. I feel like that actually is like, that's a part of it that I hadn't even anticipated, but like, it was cool when I posted Touching Grass because Touching Grass, like, got better engagement than a lot of my stuff does when I first posted it. And like, it was interesting. Like I was seeing some of the replies and stuff and it was some crypto people that were connecting with it, but it was also a lot of people that like definitely did not seem like fans of crypto or NFTs or anything. And I think it was just because like, it's very easy to connect with this iconography of like, maybe that's not the right word, but like this symbol of like, this like cute animal, like sitting in the field, they're doing this action that like, we're all probably doing too. Like, you might be like sitting in your bed or sitting at a desk or something like on your laptop. You scroll across this piece and you're like, oh, he's touching grass, but on his laptop. Like, I kind of feel that. So, yeah. I, I also, I think it's very important to note that touching grass is also like trending within uh, NFT Twitter, I guess. Because every, like, the prices were dropping and people are just like, go outside. This is your sign. And so yeah. for you to make that too. It's, uh, when you look at the chart, the chart is grim. Like, it is not looking, it is not looking too hot, man. And it's funny, I actually took, like, the, um, I think it was the one-week chart for ETH. So, okay, so Touching Grass I actually did put a lot of time into, too, because I, I forgot about this, but I'll mention it now. So that one, like, I had to generate the frog with the laptop in the field, like, so many times. And then I knew that I wanted to, like, change what was on the screen to, like, actually make it, like, a little more, like, crypto related so I took the one-week chart of ETH when ETH was, like, down only. I screenshotted that off of DexGuru and then, like, changed the tokens. So I think the token swap, you can't actually, like, make it out because I, like, did some other texture stuff on top of it. But originally it said, like, it was a swap between, like, a coin called Pepe and then a coin called, like, it was, well, it was not a coin called, it was, it was Bitcoin, it was BTC. So I, like, tried to toss in, like, as many, like, little references as I could with what I had. It's a great piece. I also really... So I pinned more pieces. I really like... I've never seen this experiment one, the one with Photoshop and Dolly with Runaway on it. 
The texture on this, the texture on this is fire. Yeah, that one was like super experimental. I think that um, God, what, what? I think that I just like. So I just I just recently went up to Alaska to visit some family and I was like house sitting for for a little bit, and I think that was like one of the first days after my family left and I was like just like at the crib alone house sitting, and I'm not gonna lie, like I'm living in Tennessee now and like the the weed in Tennessee does not hit like the legal shit in Alaska. And like I was just like zoned out. I had smoked a little bit. I was just kind of working on art. And I was like, I just want to make something a little bit different. Like I don't want to make I don't want to make the kind of stuff that I've been making lately. I just want to experiment around a little bit. And um specifically I think that this might have been like right after I bid on OX Kai. Wait, actually is he still I guess he left the space, but he was in here earlier. But I bid on two of his pieces. And was like super inspired by the texture stuff that he was doing, so I was like, I think it would be cool to experiment with texture. So it was just kind of a texture study. And I was listening to that that album that night too. So yeah, that makes more sense too. Is number one dog your dog? So I'm about to ask you a bunch of quick questions because <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm like scrolling through your pieces. So are you familiar with Joey the photographer? Uh, no. So, Joey, his ad is, like, IJ Mills. Amazing photographer, by the way. I'm a Tim mm-hmm. But, um, like, one of my favorite photographers, for sure. His stuff is, like, just... It's, like, legitimate. I mean, he's actually been in Sotheby's, and, like, his stuff is definitely, like, auction houseworthy, for sure. Let's see. Um, I think that should be pinned up at the top, his work. But, so, he just recently, like, he, for a while, hadn't been making as many sales or whatever, but he had, like, this few days in a row, it was like a week straight where he was just getting like sale after sale, bid after bid. And um, he, we were in a Discord call like the last day of it or like the second to last day of it. And he was like, he was just like kind of joking around about like his dog. Like these, like all these auctions were going on and stuff, but like he was just joking around about his dog and how his dog was like the best dog. And he was like, yo, can you make me a number one dog piece? And I was like, wait, that actually... It could be kind of funny and kind of like in the same realm of like the crude, like the cute kind of funny stuff that I'm making with like touching grass and like the squiggle piece and all of that. So what I was going for with that one, what I was trying to do with the prompt was like the, like a dog that looks like his dog, he has like a white pit bull and like the dog is like breaking through like the ribbon at the end of the marathon, like winning the marathon. But um, you can like kind of see the ribbon a little bit, but it like, unfortunately, and this is something that, like, I'd like to get better with, and it's, like, one of the reasons I'm trying to get better at the, the digital painting right now is, like, a limitation that I have noticed with Dolly is, like, if you give it a prompt, even if you're pretty specific trying to get, like, more of, like, a wide-angle sort of scene, oftentimes it'll be, like, super clo- like, closely cropped in. So it gave me, like, this pretty close crop. And also, it wasn't, like, something that was super deeply personal to me or something. It was just something I was looking up quick for a friend. So I just kind of went with it. Yeah, shout out Joey also. His, so I was just going through his work. It's really, it's really cool. So, is it, is this Photoshop or are these like this, like the words on the, on like the actual buildings? Joey is like a Photoshop magician, man. He he is crazy good with Photoshop. Um, I think that like he tries to do stuff practical when he can. But a lot of the times, like, the writing or whatever it is, it's usually in Photoshop, I think. Yeah, like, these are raw photos, but then, 
Like, he, like I feel like no one can tell it's Photoshop. I, I was just wondering because he is an artist too. So, because it's just his fire. And then I just scroll down and I see his picture of his dog too, and it looks like number one dog. I try to be really specific with the prompt to try to get it as close as possible. His dog's name is Benny, so I was like, I gotta do, I gotta do Benny justice here. Shout out Benny if you're hearing this. Not for real. <laughs> Yo, speculative suits and X copy. That was a fun one. So, do yeah, you want to so tell us more about? Yeah. So, do you want to tell us more about? How that came to be, and then uh, who the original create, who the original collector of the pieces, and so on. Yeah. So okay. So I actually this kind of this is like a separate series that I wasn't even like really planning on, but it kind of like sprouted about because of that like brand address one. So with the GBG piece inspired by like the whole thing with like ACK, I ended up sending that to GBG, and like it's a, it's in his collection now. Oh shit! I think my at least one of my AirPods just died. In a second. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay, sick. I'm gonna charge the other AirPod and then hopefully it should be good in a few minutes. But I'm just rocking with the left one for now. But so I ended up sending that to GBG. That was the first time that I did something like that. It was like inspired by something he did, and then like I said, like I just wanted, I just really respect him and like kind of like his eye for curation and everything. So it made sense to me to just send it to him. I connected with him in DMs and we ended up like, he like, he agreed that it was okay and everything. So I did that. And then with this one as well, this piece was kind of like, I was, so it's the, the timing is really funny because like I hadn't made a sale for a while and I'm not going to lie to you. Like I kept on looking at the timeline and it was just like the slightest bit salty. Cause like I said earlier in the space, like I think that there are a lot of collectors that are buying stuff just because they like it. But then there is a lot of people too that like their viewing art is like this very commodified thing and buying art because like artists are popping off rather than because they like the art. And um, I just on like a deep level just really don't rock with that. Like I'm, you know what? I'm okay with those people buying my art if they want to buy my art. It is what it is. I can't stop anybody. It's a free market. And I do really believe in that part of crypto, but like, also like on a philosophical level, it's just something that we never do personally. So I had the thought, I was like, I really want to make a piece to like demonstrate how I'm feeling about this. And I feel like there's no other artist that's been like more speculated on in the space than Xcopy. Like Xcopy is like, I think when you ask most collectors, like what their top five, like blue chip artists would be that they want to collect. X copy is probably going to be in the list, at least like as far as like a lot of like whale collectors and stuff. So I had the thought, I was like, okay, so X copy also made his work CCO. To me, it makes sense that like I would take like the most iconic piece, which is right click save as guy. I would right click save that and then actually like use that in the piece. So I generated like the people standing around the frame in Dolly, took that into Photoshop, kind of like cut around the people. Left it, like, kind of a little bit sloppy because that was also, like, kind of the point because, I mean, like, X copies art, of course, is, like, glitch art. And I feel like glitch art is just kind of, like, rough around the edges. So I kind of lean into that a little bit. And then put right-click save as guy into the frame. At first was just rocking with it as a still. 
but I was like, this would just have so much more power to it if I actually like use the full animation. So I did the full animation. I like did some texture stuff on top of it or whatever. Actually, so this was a really long process because like the stuff that I do for texture is only possible in Photoshop. So I had to like take this frame by frame. I think it's eight frames in total for right click save as guy. And I generated them differently in Photoshop and then took those frames in Premiere, put those together, spaced it out how I needed to for it to like be the same pacing as the original GIF. And then I did like, I used also Jake the DGen had released this like noisy GIF as CCO, CCO as well. So I took that, I used that for texture. So it had like movement on like the people as well in like, the museum. And then I posted that. The first time it flopped super hard, super, super hard. Got like no love whatsoever. And I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. I feel like this like, it's like the piece was a little bit like low effort, honestly, but like, well, at least as far as like, just the way it looked, like I felt like a lot of thought into it. And like, there was like actually care put into like, you know, the texture right and all that. But like the way that I cut it out and everything, I was like, okay, like I kind of get it, but it still hurts a little bit, but I reposted it. And then this time I, Tagged Kazuma de Medici, who he's the collector of Right Click Save As Guy. I tagged X Copy, and like at first it was like it was it was performing like a little bit better than the other one, but like wasn't getting whatever. But X Copy tossed a like on it, and I was like freaking out. Like I hit up a couple of group chats. So I was like, holy shit! Like he didn't retweet or anything, but like the fact that like they noticed my art, I was just really geeked on that because like I'm just a fan of their work. Like as, as, as far as their art goes. I think that's but beautiful that, also. No, no, I think, sorry, I, I, I want to cut you off just to say that it's beautiful because you were also mentioning about how it's very important for your work to just be seen rather than be hyped up. So for him to just even uh, appreciate it like that, this is very nice. Yeah, sorry. But, um, so I said, though, Kazomo actually, like, liked it and then retweeted, which, like... The retweet, I didn't even realize immediately. Like, I saw, like, a bunch of notifications pull in. And I was like, where is this even coming from? Like, why is this blowing up all of a sudden? And then I, like, looked in the retweets, saw that he had retweeted it. And I was like, oh, shit. So I couldn't message them. But I, like, immediately knew. Because I kind of, when I was making the piece, I was like, again, just like the GBG thing, like, I feel like if this is going to end up being minted, it should either end up in Kazomo's wallet or in Xcopy's wallet. That would just be the thing to do. So, so I ended up replying to the tweet, and I just like added Kazomo, and I was like, "Hey, I can't DM you, but like, can I mint this and send it to you? Like, would it be okay if I gift it to you?" And um, I'm not gonna lie to you, like, they didn't really give me a resounding yes. They just like replied with like the wine glass emoji and like a couple other emojis. But I was like, "Hey, fuck it, bro. Like, I'll take that as a yes." So I. Uh, I minted it on foundation, like on my contract over there, and then sent it over, and that is in Kazuma's collection. <laughs> I think it's so funny that they just replied with emojis. <laughs> no, when I saw, I like, it was like very on brand. I was like, damn, like I kind of like a yes or no, but also like I do get it though, and I gotta respect them a little bit. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, going back to the fact that, like, when I really thought about it, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't making sales. Like, obviously, I want to be able to live off my art, so, like, that is 
that is a, that is a part of it for sure. But as long as I'm like making enough to where like I can live, which really isn't that much, like I'm I'm chilling. But the fact that like on a deep level, I kind of am like seeking approval and like I want to be vulnerable with people and I want that to like be accepted in the form of my art. It did mean a lot both those times when like those collectors connected with the piece and when X Copy connected with that piece, and it like felt like a very full circle thing for that to happen and then to complete it by like sending it to their wallet. And I think that there's really something to be learned in that is like, not that every collector or not that every artist needs to do this, but like, I think that there is a lot of power in like, instead of like always just wanting to sell or like always wanting to show or whatever, you can just connect with a collector and like send them shit, some shit just solely because like you fuck with them and you look at their collection and you like what they're collecting or you like what they stand for or whatever it may be. So I don't know. I was, just I was so- relationships and doing stuff that way. No, very true. I was talking to Joe more about this too, and it's just like talking to the collector themselves and just connecting with them as a human being rather than uh, an ATM machine too. Because like, there's people too. They're just uh, they're just supporters with who are willing to buy your work too. At, like at the end of the day, so you just gotta treat them how you would treat anyone else, rather than. Because I feel like that culture around NFTs too with Twitter is very. It's very new, so everyone is very focused on monetization rather than the passion itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just like, like I've, I've heard multiple spaces recently, people talking about like how important it is to be here for the art and not just for the money. And like, I do have to, I do have to side with the other side just the tiniest bit, just because like, obviously everybody needs to make a living. So like, mm-hmm. to that extent, I totally understand like needing to show, needing to make the sale or whatever. But also like, there really is so much value in just reaching out to people and having conversations without expecting anything. Like, I think I'm, I'm really grateful that like having the background coming from like doing some work in music, doing a little bit of work in fashion and all that, like I made a habit really early on of reaching out to like, maybe maybe like I would like set a goal. Like I would reach out to like three people a week and just not really expect anything, but like, just like pick like three people that like I stumbled upon, like a song that they dropped or like, a photo that they took or an art piece that they made. And I was like, wow, I really fuck with this. Like, I want to hit them up and just, like, let them know that I fuck with it. And, like, there's a lot of power to just hitting somebody up and saying, like, hey, I like what you're doing. And then not expecting anything. Because, like, one, you'll make some really good connections. You'll make some, like, really great relationships and stuff. You'll have some great, you'll have some great conversations. But, like, also, you never know when that's going to come around. Like, it's just kind of doing that kind of thing to like build your network in a very genuine way and just like meet cool people. There's a lot of power to that. There is. There really is. Cause you could build some lifelong friendships as well without even knowing. No. Yeah, for real. I mean, like, like for instance, like Avery, like Avery, I'm pretty sure that's how we, we met like years, years back. Like when I was like a couple years into my journey with photography. And I'm pretty sure it did just stem from, like, one of us hitting the other up in DMs, and then we just kind of kept in touch in DMs. And now look at you guys now. You guys chill with each other now, no? Or you used to? Yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I moved to Knoxville because, like, one, I knew him out here, but, like, also, like, when I had visited prior, I, like, met a bunch of his friends and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I like it here. I can, I can see myself spending some time here. And now, now I'm living here, so. Hell, yeah. 
sweet. I, uh, I, I would be like more than happy to keep it going on going, but like I also don't really think I have like too much more to say myself. If anybody has any questions or anything, please feel free to request to come up. Come on, if you have anything more for me, super down. But I don't. I'm just kind of vibing out, but also yeah. if it is dwindling down, I'm cool. If I'm cool with I'm just too. vibing. Uh, if anyone does have any questions. I know Zion is hosting though. So, well, if you do want to keep going, host a space on your own and I'll join that and I'll talk with you there. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, we're going to kind of done. But if anyone has any questions, please come up. We're going to let a couple minutes slide. Yeah. And then I probably, I probably won't start another space, honestly, because like, I feel like when I start spaces myself without like a, like a topic to talk about, I just never know what to talk about or anything. So, I think we'll probably just call it. But I really appreciate everybody who pulled up. I just appreciate, like, all the love in general. Like, uh, the last couple weeks have been crazy. And the fact that, like, we were able to kind of, like, cap things off in this way with doing, like, a burrito dust space felt very full circle. And it felt like a beautiful way to end things. So I'm happy that, happy that everything happened in this way. Hell yeah. And I'm glad I got to host you, too. And just a little Not message before we end. Will found me, like, two years ago randomly. He saw my art. He, like, fucked with me. He, like, sent me some nice messages about it. Like, I really like your work, bro. Gotta keep going, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yo, I really like your work. And then I followed him, and then, like, we connected and shit. And then hopefully our collab will come out one day. But I'm still working on that, I swear. I just don't know how to put <laughs> photography into 3D. <laughs> nah, for real. I mean, we got, we got options on how we can do it now. Now, now, now we got really, options. Nah, for real. We really were talking about the collab all the way back in 2020. That's wild. <laughs> it's gonna happen I swear that was like back when I was doing Pokemon R2 so shout out yeah. to Will for real like you saw the vision always so of course I am more than happy to host you on this space as you go through this journey so congratulations to you one more time and have a good night bro I hope you, you enjoy your night thanks a lot I really appreciate you man I appreciate everybody else too thanks for pulling up thank you everyone for coming tonight we love you all burritos out much love. Go eat a burrito.